0: Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg from The Herald Times along with Mary Catherine Carmichael and today we're going to talk about the issues of domestic violence in the work of Middleway House in Bloomington. With me in the studio, aside from Mary Catherine, our three guests, Charlotte Zitlow is here. She's the Economic Development Coordinator for Middleway House. Cynthia Brubaker is the Project Development Coordinator for the New Wings Community Partnership Project and Cindy Houston is the Middleway House Board President. If you have questions or comments, please phone us at 855-0811 or 877-285-9348. Or you can join the discussion by going to our new website, wfiu.org slash noon edition. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a a pleasure to have you all back. I think everybody's been here before, at least Mm -hmm. once. So we have uh, a lot to talk about today with the the new wings partnership and uh, with Middleway in general. Yeah. I thought we'd start with a, sort of a historic look. You know, we we cover about a 22 county region here, so not everybody's as familiar with Middleway House and the work that you do as we are here here in mm-hmm. Bloomington. So, mm-hmm. Cindy, as board president, do you want to? Maybe start and just talk a little bit about Middleway?
1: Sure. Um, one of the curious things about Middleway is it didn't start as a battered women's shelter. It was here in the community providing some drug counseling, some sex education projects, a variety of things. And then the board, prior to my um, being around, um, in 1980, made the decision that as other community projects were starting, that what wasn't being addressed was the issue of battered women. And so Middleway House did this 180, 360, who knows how big, major change and decided to become um, one of the first battered women's shelters in the state of Indiana Mm -hmm. and has just um, grown in not only its services but also in its visions, that has brought us now to the new wings. Mm-hmm. It's a shelter for battered women and their children, it's a rape crisis center, and those sorts of projects are pretty uh, traditional now in terms of what shelters offer. What is wonderful about Middleway and visionary about Middleway is the economic development. Projects helping women ha- get job skills, running actual businesses so women can survive outside of the choice to return back to the violence. A very large um, legal um, program where women who are in shelter, but even far more women who are not in shelter, can come and get legal advice. We have I've had an attorney on staff forever now, and a legal advocate, and that's an incredibly important project. A crisis line, uh, the residential housing that's available through the rise, and then hopefully even more programs if we can get the New Wings Partnership to happen.
2: Let's talk about Middleway House from a national perspective. I think that it's such a great story that um, perhaps even folks locally aren't aware of. If you could talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, Middleway certainly um, has been recognized. It started, I think, it was when um, actually I was with the National Coalition of, Against Domestic Violence, and we wanted to pick out model programs in the country to say, if this is what you're, if you're going to be doing this work, if you're going to be trying to help battered women and children, we actually now know some things, and we chose six projects, and Middleway was one of them because even. At that er comparatively early stage, Middleway was a standout project. And so it is one of six nationally recognized programs um, for the work it does.
2: So let's talk about Middleway House uh, numbers as far as success stories versus Mm -hmm. the national norm or average, I guess. Okay. And
1: do you know the actual numbers? I know it's remarkable.
2: Well,
3: it's uh, approximately – at the high end eighteen to twenty two percent recidivism uh people who go back to women who go back to their abusers that compares with the national average of um fifty five to seventy percent so it's you know way 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 uh-huh. better. Than the national average,
1: right, and even in some years, it's been, it's been way lower two, than that. Been, it's been under as low ten. as two. Yeah, as
3: low as two yeah. so percent. That's, that's amazing. Right. that's for women who stay in the shelter three weeks or longer. And uh, and, and if I can just interject here, uh, we, unlike most shelters, allow women to stay as long as they need to. They have to be working on a on a plan to move on with their lives and they have to be getting along and they have to be good citizens of the shelter but they can stay as, we we don't we don't give them a time deadline and uh, that's unusual but we believe it's probably more effective that way
2: right do you think that the holistic approach if you will that the middle way house takes to the the woman and the issues that she's facing along with her children do you think that's the main contributor to the fantastic uh rates of you know not returning to the domestic violence situation yeah
1: there are two reasons that most women go back home And it's not because they like the violence or any of those old mythologies. It is because they cannot support themselves and their children and that the guy enters a treatment program for battering. And those two pieces give women enough hope that maybe something will be different if he goes into treatment, which we know may or may not be very effective, or the economic reality drives her back and out of concern for her children, she'll say, well, okay, I, I can put yeah. up with this. And if we instead can have, as we do at Middleway, very careful monitoring of the batterer's treatment here in town and, two, the opportunity for jobs, then women can get educated that entering a prog- treatment program doesn't necessarily mean the man's going to stop his violence or she can get a job, she mm-hmm. can develop some independence, and then she can make kind of an an independent choice about what she wants to do with her life.
0: What are the statistics for men that enter a treatment program like that?
1: Well, the very interesting thing here, we've we've, um, got this program set up where a whole lot of men are referred. And in in conjunction with what happens nationally is over half of them never show up. Mm -hmm. So they will say they're going or they'll be ordered to go. Mm -hmm. They never even come for the evaluation. not, Not particularly effective. No. And then there's a large dropout rate once they start and then we can get into another a whole right. not, we'll need a whole another hour to talk about if they finish does that really change anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so from the advocate's position for battered women some guy saying i'm going to go do this doesn't amount to much mm-hmm. but for her, it's a, she may get falsely right. hopeful. Mm-hmm.
0: Our phone numbers are 855-0811-877-285-9348. And you can uh, contact us also at our website, wfiu.org slash noon edition. We're talking about uh, Middleway House in Bloomington, and we're talking about domestic violence in general. And we're also going to be talking uh, a lot before the end of the hour about the New Wings Community Partnership Project. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, um, um, Cindy mentioned the fact that that there are a lot of economic development things, and that that women need to know that they can sort of make it on their own. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I go way back, and you know, to the I, I remember the a lot of things that have happened with Middleway. I remember when Middleway was you know a, a safe house; nobody knew where it was, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. supposedly. I mean, nobody is supposed mm-hmm. to know the address, um, and. But things have changed dramatically for Middleway over time and that it's become almost an institution in the community. People do know where it is. They know the different businesses that you're in. Could you uh, talk about that evolution and some of the businesses that you've developed?
3: Yeah. I think in 1995, the state and the federal government both passed the um, welfare reform program Um, and that made it – absolutely clear that there was not going to be an option for women who were in straitened circumstances but that they would have to go to work uh, so that there was no no longer anything like the welfare we we once knew um at that time, middleway House was working on two projects one they had they started working on the idea of a transitional housing the, which has become the rise and, and which is eleven years old now of all no, things to believe yeah you. and the, and uh, and they also looked at the um kind of the profile of the women that that they were serving and found that these women. We're going to have to work, but that they had really not very good employment histories. Either they didn't have any skills, they hadn't been their their employment was interrupted, which is a typical uh, sort of a syndrome. Uh, that that, or they just couldn't hold a job frequently for various reasons, and so Middleway got a grant from the Department of Justice, I believe, the uh, family support mm-hmm. support. Um, grant, and in that they wrote in a job of economic development coordinator, at which point (laughs) I was um, uh, duped or courted or (laughs) wooed or somehow. Recruited. I I was recruited. I was recruited to uh, become the economic development coordinator, and nobody knew what that was going to mean, but what what my charge was was to do whatever it takes to help women become economically self-sufficient. And out of that, that was 1995. It was just at the end of it. The first thing we did was create the microenterprise program because that was something that needed to be in the community and which is now almost 14 years old. And uh, which uh, which enables women and men and anybody to, to uh, take classes in how to start a small business and get loans and, and uh, support in developing that small business. That was... We knew that that was a long shot for many of the women we worked with, but it was an option and has been an option for some that have followed through on that. Um, and and uh, we continue to be involved in that. I still teach part of the course for them. But then Charlotte, we, can I yeah. break
0: in? Uh, Who is eligible to? participate in that.
3: Anybody who is interested in starting a small mm-hmm. business, and micro businesses are, you know, one person employment, up to ten, could be even more, but uh, anybody who wants to come, it's relatively inexpensive. It's run through the SBDC, uh, the Small Business Development Center, and there will be a course starting in February again. Um, people, I was just talking to somebody yesterday who's one in, the, in one of the first courses, in the, and they started a uh, security service, which is ongoing. Mm-hmm. This, the man had been working for another security business and one thought he could do it on his own, but he didn't know how to start and he he came, took the class, and he didn't get a loan. He didn't need it, but he went on to start his own business, and he's doing very nicely. So it, we've got lots of people out in the community.
0: The economy being what it is, you get a lot of business from this today. That's right. <laughs>
3: no, we think that this is really a, something that's going to be very important in the next year, and uh, and we're working to get some – we're an SBA intermediary lender. We also have our lender from of BUEA forms. Uh, funds if uh, people start their business in the uh, urban enterprise zone so we can make loans as well. So anyway, that got going. And then then we looked around for other things we should be doing, could be doing that seemed like viable businesses. And uh, the Solid Waste Management District came up with this idea of a shredded mobile shredding service, which sounded totally bizarre to me. I checked into it and found that was something that was probably developing around the country and sounded like a good idea. And did more research. We got a grant from uh, the Department of Environmental Management for for a truck and a shredder and a computer. And um, and the the Solid Waste Management District sold us a vertical baler for a dollar after five after five years. We had to pay that in five years, and um, so we and we went into business. And in confidential document destruction started in 1997. Uh, we had to educate the community in the importance of shredding documents because they really weren 't used to it. We were kind of, they, we, we uh, were groundbreakers in that since then. the big boys have come in from the north and uh, taken some of our business away but we 're still going and we we service small and large businesses uh, we 've never had a breach of confidentiality. We go to people 's businesses shred their confidential documents, take them back. Sh- um, bail them and uh, recycle them. We've recycled over five thousand tons of paper, which is a lot of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and how many
4: employees do you? have?
3: Right now, we have we only have two. We lost uh, uh, we lost our supervisor earlier this fall, and she uh, she had a stroke and died. It was awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're, we've been regrouping, but um, but we keep going. Mm-hmm. And
1: one of the differences, if I may, Charlotte, between the confidential documents and some of the other shredding businesses is for some of those other businesses, they take the shredded paper to the landfill, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas we resell it uh, yeah. to secondary market people, yeah. and it really stays out of that stream.
3: And we we pay a living a living wage, too, and True. benefits, which is not what everybody else does. In any case, um, so it's, that was the first business, and that was interesting. Women learned how to drive a truck and run, run – uh, heavy machinery service, the heavy machinery, meet a deadline, uh, interact with customers, all sorts of skills of various sorts. So that was. it's been wonderful. We've had many, what, a good 40 people have gone through that and gone on to do other jobs and, and retain their jobs, which was the goal. Uh, then came something I knew something about, and um, we started in 2002 uh, Middle Way Food Works. Now we're just calling it Food Works. Which was a catering. We started it and maintained this as a catering service for for daycare, because daycare centers, uh, large ones, had to buy food from vendors, and they were not able to purchase the kind of food that that w- we thought was healthy. We could make food that was low sodium, low sugar, low saturated fats, fresh fruits and vegetables, grain, whole grains, uh, interesting food, ethnically diverse food. Um, food made from scratch, so with few, with few preservatives. Um, and uh, we started with a contract with the Children's Village. We soon got Head Start, and we, we, at one point we were serving up to 1,200 lunches a day. Uh, and within a year we were doing the area agency, agent, and we still do that, the senior nutrition programs. Uh, so we still are making about 700 lunches a day. And then we evolved into upscale catering and starting to develop products, and that is really a business that has no—if the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. That's important, and we've had again a number of women go through, and once again, they not only um, learned how to cook, and most of the women that we dealt with did not know how to cook, and they did not know that you could—that you could make things from uh, eggs and flour and sugar and butter. Uh, you, without a box in between, but now they know that, and, and it 's cheaper it 's better, and, more, and we, they learn about nutrition, they learn about food safety, food handling safety, um, and plus all the other skills you know delivering getting, getting meals to a location to children 's and senior loca- uh, lunch programs on time at temperature is, is a, a real discipline, and they 've learned how important that discipline is. So there are all sorts of benefits that have come from mm-hmm. this, and we've become one of we've become a really good caterer, and we're making really good cookies mm-hmm. as well.
0: <laughs> and how many people work for food Works?
3: Well, no, I think they're about ten. I'm, it's, mm-hmm. It changes, but yes, and I think we've got ten. We've got some people who just don't want to leave, yeah. you know, and they've become really good bakers and cookers and we don't want them to go but uh, they've that's their choice. Uh, they they could go and get other jobs. Mm. Yeah. And but you do um, have a,
2: it's a fantastic product dude. I would recommend anybody mm-hmm. contact mm-hmm. Foodworks for any of their catering needs huh. because they do just a beauty. It's not only delicious but it's always so beautifully presented.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
0: All right. Our phone numbers again: eight five five zero eight one one eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight. And you can join us at uh, wfiu dot slash noon edition. I want to ask a, another question or two, and then I think we'll go to an early break because the second, the next chapter of Middleway. Poor Cynthia has been sitting here quite silently for the <laughs> whole time, but she's got a big hand in the yeah. uh, the next mm-hmm. chapter. Yeah, but before right. we go to break, I, I, I do as I mentioned before, we serve twenty two counties. I think that may not be mm-hmm. the right number right now, but. Uh, what, what about Midway? I mean, this is not just a Monroe County operation.
1: No, right? it absolutely is not. And we have, well, the shelter is here. The tr- transitional housing is here. We have offices in Owen County, in, More, in uh, Martin. Martin County, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Green. And, and Green County. Mm-hmm. And women can go there at specific hours and meet with an advocate and talk about their situation if they need to come into the shelter. Of course, they can come in. Um, Middleway has never operated with any um, locational limits. If a ba- And this is one of the wonderful things about the battered women's movement in general is if there's a shelter and you need it, you're usually welcome, Mm -hmm. just come in. So we can, and women do, sometimes women don't want to stay in their own community, don't feel safe there, Mm -hmm. they want to go somewhere. Sometimes, I know Middleway has had women who have felt like they needed to get out of the community and so they call one of the other shelters and say, is there room? And so literally, women can come in from, anywhere with children without children
0: we should say that Toby Strout is uh, was unavailable today she was not able to be with us and yeah. it's it's almost impossible to go 20 minutes talking about middleway without mentioning Toby's name yeah.
5: so right. but I know that
0: in every conversation I've ever had with Toby just about about the newspaper mm-hmm. she continually tells me you know when, when there are d- cases of domestic violence that we're writing about please include a phone number where people can go mm-hmm. get help so Cindy do you have uh, the phone number memorized to, for People I, who want to, uh,
1: yes. the um, the The crisis line is. Um, I don't have it. <laughs> well, the administrative line is yeah. 333-7404. And we'll get we'll
0: get we'll a get crisis. The, line. We'll get
1: you the crisis line. That's the one we I usually call. So I'm sorry. Right. Okay. We'll get you the crisis you line the number.
0: number. I'm, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot like that. Wow. But I I just think it's uh, worth. Uh, we've had. People before, Mary Catherine will remember when we've had Toby on the show and people have called in mm-hmm, from one of these absolutely. other counties and said, you know, I'm in a situation and I don't really know what to do. Right. And, and so I want to make sure that our listeners get that well, information. And, too.
1: and I'm very sure that Middleway's number is in most, if not all, the, the surrounding phone directories. So someone could do that. Probably call 911 if they were in emergency. Absolutely. And they would they would get Connected.
2: And you know, this is a question that we really haven't delved into on this show, but are people expected to pay for services when they arrive at the shelter? No, the services. Oh, no. No, no, no. The service, all
1: parts of the service are absolutely free, mm-hmm. which is why we need all, such a partnership with the community to make sure in any time, but we also know in, when economic downturn happens. Um, I've heard the ICADV, the Indiana Coalition Against Domestic Violence, talking about the massive increase in requests for services Mm -hmm. and needs right now. Um, Tensions are running high.
3: Yeah. Sure, and, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, we'll get those crisis line numbers, the administrative number, mm-hmm. and uh, any other numbers and websites and everything yeah. that people need, and we'll we'll have those for you after the break. Uh, Charlotte, you want to say something? Yeah, I
3: want to say uh, the state actually assigns catchment areas, and so we do have locations in four counties, but we also have. Uh, we are assigned Morgan and uh, Lawrence County, and so we do service those, although we don't have offices in those counties.
0: And I'm sure if anybody called your office for any reason, you would connect them um, and, with somebody who yeah. could oh. help
3: them. And so. absolutely, our crisis line, right. which is, always has a human volunteer at it, 24-7, right. uh, has a list of all of the uh, other agencies in the community.
0: Alright, uh, we're going to we're going to be right back after after a short break. I want to uh, remind you that Charlotte Zitlow is with us, Cindy Houston is with us, and the Person you haven't heard from yet, Cynthia Brubaker is the project development coordinator for the New Wings Community Partnership Project, which we're going to talk about in the second half of our program. You're listening okay. to Noon Edition. We'll be right back. Thank
3: you.
4: www.southdunnstreet.info If you're a person on the go, you can take WFIU programs with you. We're podcasting. Podcasting is a convenient and easy way to download audio files directly to your computer. Listen anytime from your computer, iPod, or portable player. You can download podcasts of full-length programs like Noon Edition, Ask the Mayor, and Harmonia, or short features like Kinsey Confidential. The Ether Game musical mini quiz and movie play and opera reviews. You can find out how with a visit to our website at WFIU.org.
0: Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg from the Herald Times, along with Mary Catherine Carmichael, and we have three guests in the studio today. Charlotte Zitlow is Economic Development Coordinator for Middleway House. Cynthia Brubaker is the project development coordinator for the New Wings Community Partnership, and Cindy Houston is the Middleway House Board President. If you want to join us on the program, please phone eight five five zero eight one one 811 or 877 285 9348. Or you can go to our website, WFIU.org slash Noon Edition, and add your questions, comments, or or whatever.
2: Here's an email that came in um, asking a little bit more about something you described, Charlotte. Um, It asks, how do we find information about the class you described? I'll let you take that one first.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, It's called the uh, Small Business Development Center. They just changed their their phone, so I'm. That's another number I don't have on the top of my head. They just changed their telephone number, but it's a small business development center at um, uh, the five hundred one North Morton. So that will be in the phone book. Um, and Or they can call me, 333-7404, extension 222, and I'll get them the information they want.
2: Okay, and then it continues. Um, also, do you have information about existing jobs to help women find jobs that will work for them? Are there job counseling services?
3: Not many. not many. But, you know, we, we certainly work with our, the women to, to help them find jobs. We've got the newspaper. Uh, I can't think of other ones.
0: Charlotte's sort of a job counselor. You could call her at that number. Call me and help find somebody else. (laughs) 3337404. I
3: I do talk to a lot of people about jobs.
0: I I know. I know you do. All right. uh, Cindy, do you have the uh, crisis line number there now?
3: Yes, I
1: do. It's 336-0846, and I'll say that again for folks. The crisis line for Middleway House, which is answered 24-7 by a live, trained volunteer, is 336-0846. And the other interesting place where a lot of women can find the number is in a lot of bathrooms <laughs> in restaurants doctors' offices at the Y and various places the uh, um, me- uh, medical auxiliary uh, group for years has made that as be- and chosen that because it's one of the few places where a woman is going to be alone without being um, controlled by her batterer is when she uses the facilities. Mm-hmm. And so in a lot of places, you'll find a little card that says Middleway and the number.
0: Okay. Now I want to move quickly to the the next chapter of Middleway's uh, existence, which is the New Wings Partnership. And um, Cynthia, you have been very quiet here the first half of the program, but but that's a project you're very involved with as the Um, project development coordinator. Could you sort of explain what it's all about and then we'll talk to you about some details?
6: Yes, thanks, Bob. The New Wings Community Partnership is uh, the project uh, where we will be housing all of these uh, wonderful programs that Cindy and Charlotte have been talking about. We at Middleway House uh, serve hundreds of women every year that's uh, hundreds of women and children in the emergency shelter, in our child care program, um, and um, women who come in for the legal advocacy and women's av- advocacy um, programs that Cindy talked about who aren't staying overnight in the shelter but who need the assistance of our trained staff um, on, a, on a daily basis – um, and that is um, 400, 600, 1,000 women every year. Um, the numbers are staggering. And the shelter that we, uh, the facility that we are in now, if anybody's ever come to visit us, Um, knows that we're all on top of each other, and um, we get along quite well, but um, it's difficult to serve uh, the public that we're here to serve. And um, we we often have situations where we are trying to provide confidentiality, and uh, that can be difficult. And in our shelter, we only have one sleeping room that is uh, by the strictest, most technical definition uh, accessible and even that we're pushing it. So the, the New Wings uh, facility um, will offer – Accessible, accessible sleeping rooms to everyone um, who comes. Whether that is would happen to be someone in a wheelchair, or whether that's someone who's elderly and just um, needs uh, a wider doorway, an elevator, if if that's what's needed, um, a better space in in bathrooms. We will have more and better bathrooms for everyone. Um, so all around, it will be a better, uh, more, more humane um, facility for all of our residents. Um, c- again, communal uh, kitchen and living and dining facility, but separate for the residents and for the staff. Um, that's something that we don't have now, um, which in one sense increases our um, intimacy, but it doesn't allow as much privacy and confidentiality, um, which we think is important to have.
0: Mm-hmm. So the, there are uh, – the, the location is the old Coca-Cola bottling right. plant on South mm-hmm. Washington Street. Mm-hmm. The, for those of you who are familiar with Bloomington, you'll recognize where that is. Um, but it's, it's also – that area is, a, is a, sort of an area that seems like it's going to be refurbished. Yes. It's sort mm-hmm. of in a – it's close to a lot of things. So well, you,
1: it's directly across the street from the police department. Which, which is, is a big deal. Very uh-huh.
3: nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. From, and a park. And a park and and our transitional housing.
6: And one of the elements that will be in the historic brick Coca-Cola building is an expanded um, programming for our our child care center. And uh, we will use the park as part of uh, the uh, um, recreation for the children. And we will be closer to the rise which will allow uh, collaboration between the preschool child care programming and the youth programming, which is for the after-school children. And the park, Mm -hmm. of course, is a big part of that. And the police station is important to us in a lot of ways – we noticed that the police cars um, would drive down Washington Street and across our alley and uh, we like that. We, we consider that to be a free extra um, security detail and whenever we've uh, noticed any activity in the alley, when we haven't been in, in the building as much, we just call them up and ask them to turn their heads to the left as they're driving down the alley. So we, we look forward to that our relationship uh, being a good one. Mm-hmm.
2: Let's talk about what makes this project so unique, and I know there are many aspects of that. Um, go ahead. I, go, take it from there.
6: Okay. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, the building is a historic building, and we, we've had uh, some folks along the way um, not sure about that. But my background is in historic preservation, so for me that was uh, something that drew me to the project. Um, we have had some of our funding sources because of the fact that it's a historic building and on the National Register. This fall, we completed uh, restoration of the exterior brick and the glass block, which you can't see right now. We chose to cover that glass block up right away so as not to attract any rocks flying, um, which had happened in the past, unfortunately. But believe us, uh, one fine day, you'll see that glass block um, Reexposed, um, we were able to reuse some of the historic block, and then other that matches, uh, new that matches, and on the inside we have terrazzo, which is uh, patterned and colored very in a very similar way to other Coca-Cola plants, uh, one in Columbus and others across the country. This is kind of a, a pattern that was followed by Coca-Cola plants. And um, what's unique about that space inside where the bottling works were, inside the window, um, there's also um, glazed tile, which is a very cleanable surface, and that's where FoodWorks' kitchen will be. So that was a very good fit for us. Also, uh, we are striving to make this project be as green as possible, and you may have noticed the metal warehouses are now gone we call that the deconstruction, not the demolition, because uh, everything there, almost everything, has been recycled. And uh, the metal panels in one of the metal warehouses is going to be are going to be reused for our fence around our courtyard. And the second metal warehouse is being recycled by the deconstruction contractor. Some of it's already been put up, and other parts will be put up soon. I think
0: I read about that in <coughs> Hotline.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was in Hotline. Now <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you drive by the site ah, today, yeah. you'll notice that there's new construction um, just south <coughs> of new of the, uh, the facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the project. Thank you. Does that have anything to do with what's going on with
6: with new wings? It does not. That's a private developer who is building uh, 12 townhouse uh, units. Private uh, housing. Okay, more evidence of your good comment neighbors. about yeah, up and coming um, neighborhood, and that's that's very exciting.
2: We've been hearing about this. I've waited this long to ask this question; it's been killing me. Um, it's been in the news. You know, everybody's kind of holding their breath. We know that if you raise uh, enough money by the end of the year, that the Kresge Foundation is going to give uh, this project a significant shot in the arm uh, mm-hmm. financially. But um, here it is, tick is, tick-tock, tick-tock. Can you, Charlotte, update us on on where that yeah. stands?
3: Yeah, we we have uh, we have set a five million dollar goal. For the construction, it's going to cost more than that. But but we set a five million dollar goal, and that's what we're working on right now. And uh, it, it sounded, you know, amazing. It sounded impossible when we yes. when we were very lucky. I just want to say, in um, in two thousand five, we were able to purchase the building and the, the property outright because of of grants that that uh, Cindy referred to, and a wonderful bequest from a woman who we didn't know, and. Um, so we were able to just pay for the building but then we had to raise the difference which was considerable and we have been working on that i'm the project fund developer i've sort of been shifted from economic development to raising money the last couple of years whether i wanted because i really enjoy it and um uh, well and um and that's been very exciting we are we we got to the point uh, about a year ago where we we thought we would might be eligible for a Kresge Foundation grant. Uh, we applied and we received a grant. Uh, we, they ordinarily only give grants uh, in the amount of the largest uh, single private gift, which would have been three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, the bequest. But in fact, they said they they would give us four hundred thousand, which was amazing. If we could raise four point six million. At that point, we were at – I, I, I can't even remember. I, what I know is that we had to raise at least 800000 Uh at least 800000 and somewhat more than that from January 1st till now. I'm happy to say that we are very close to getting to 4.5. And I, I say 4.5 because a wonderful person in the community has said that uh, – we would receive a hundred thousand dollars from that person if we could get to four point five, and she would then bridge the gap to four point six. And I we're within about eighty five thousand dollars of oh reaching my gosh. that point.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah. That's amazing. It
3: it is amazing, and I and I I just can say only that I think this is a wonderful community. We have had such response, and I want to thank everybody, including the HT, has been wonderful and. Um, in getting the information out about the project and people have become we've you know people have been rising to the occasion so to speak Mm so last Friday for example before I got in there somebody came to the door with a $50 bill and said I really can't afford very much but I want to be part of this (laughs) and then a few hours later somebody came in with a very large check $8,000 check we'd never gotten money from before and wanted to be part of the project as well and so it's been Mm -hmm. little and big and and uh, lots of pledges, and we are still, you know, pledges count. Uh, if somebody doesn't want to, isn't in a position to give us cash right now, they can make a pledge, a written pledge. And, and uh, Kresge is being very flexible about honoring pledges that are, that, uh, so that, that everything is adding up, little pieces and big pieces and um, the, the county is is mm-hmm. involving mm-hmm. itself in a way that they've never done <laughs> I before. I was just going to
2: say yeah. that's unprecedented. unprecedented. Uh, I, I, my jaw yeah. dropped when I read that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, "Wow!" One wow.
0: hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> right. over, over ten, 10 years, years. Yeah. Yeah. by the county and, uh,
3: government. And so. they've created uh, the council created a line, line item for the commissioners, which was the way they decided to do it. And they would just dedicate that line item to to Middleway over ten years, you know, pending the. The uh, approval of of councils on an annual basis, but they think they have a a financial source, a a funding source that 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 will not hurt the rest of the county, and that was important. But they also just wanted to be part of the county of the of the 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 community partnership, which is what we have. We have a community partnership. Mm -hmm. The city has been an extremely good partner. Um, but um, a large no- amount of that money has come from individuals and um, and groups and businesses, I might say. We have some very wonderful businesses that have come forward with huge pledges mm-hmm. to support this. It is truly a community effort, and we believe that uh, if, if I can just add something, we one thing that uh, we're doing with the kitchen is we have a <coughs> United States Department of Agriculture grant uh, Seems so strange. And, and that is that when we started cooking for the children and the seniors, we really wanted to buy more local food. Mm-hmm. And we talked to local growers, and they said, we would really like to send you, sell you more local food, but we do not have a, a, a dependable uh, production for you to buy what you need at any given time, but let's work on, we'd like to get in that position if we knew we had a market, we would raise more and we if we if we knew we had- a produ- producers, we would buy more so we've been working on that, and we have a coalition of eight nine agencies that are working on the uh, kitchen incubator project uh using the kitchen as the focal focal point for the kitchen incubator. I don't want to take up all the time. Well, either, and also,
2: y'all, you're going to make that the kitchen um, available to other people That's who correct. need to That's use a mean. professional quality That's right.
3: kitchen. That's right.
2: Okay, so let's get back to the money, though. I'm always the money person around okay, here. Okay, good. Um, so we've got. Twelve days is that about right until the yeah. end of the year? Yes, okay. we can start
3: with a partridge.
2: Eighty-five thousand dollars to mm-hmm. raise in mm-hmm. twelve days. So you've got what about seventy-one hundred dollars, give or take.
3: See, it's doable.
2: A day to raise. It's doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
3: you I guess in pledges or cash? Mm-hmm.
2: And okay, in pledges or cash, and how if somebody said, you know what, this is great, I need to be a part of this. Also, how would they go about helping you?
3: Okay, there are several. They can go to the website, which is middlewayhouse.org, and we actually have a donate now button on there, and that 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 helps. Uh, we are um, they can send they can send pledges or money to um, uh, PO Box 95, Bloomington. 47402, P.O. Box 95, 47402. And they can. We are at four hundred four West Kirkwood, and we found that some people like to bring us Mm -hmm, the money, and mm -hmm. we love to see them.
2: Yeah, you know, at this time of year, it's also something to think about. You can write a check or make a pledge in honor of someone, and it's a lovely gift. Mm -hmm. And I think um, almost a gift to yourself if the the person is, Mm -hmm. or in memory of someone if the person is no longer around. And I'm sure there'll be some kind of acknowledgement at some point of donors. Have you gotten in? To that at all.
3: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we've had several opportunities in the last day. Uh, to, to People have called, well, I want, to, I want my, present, my Christmas presents to be given to Middleway House this year. And, what, and how, what do you do with that? We thank the donor for, for tax purposes. We mm-hmm. give them a record. And then we write a note to the honoree. And say that you have been honored. We don't we don't name the amount, but we tell them who has who has made the We got a very nice gift this morning in honor of Laurie and Michael McRobbie. Which and that. we should yeah. say
2: that Laurie is the chairman. Yes, of this we should sure certainly said, <laughs> She yes, was on the show last yeah, week, yeah. Yeah. and right. I was very sorry I didn't yeah. get to be here for that. It was. It was great. Sick, yeah. I'm sure.
3: she' was, She's. she's you know, that's been a blessing um, because she has helped to create the community for, without question. And I she's
2: can. really thrown in. She's really put her. Put her back in this, as Absolutely. if you will. You know, she's not an honorary no, no, chairperson. No, no, she no. is a working chairperson. She comes to 8.30 breakfast. I mean, yeah. anybody who wants
1: Every to. Every so. week. Yeah, and right. is also on the board. So she has those responsibilities mm-hmm. as well. So
2: Lori has been magnificent. In and that. I'm sure the McRobbies don't need another poinsettia. So they probably, they'd probably <laughs> prefer uh, you know, helping further their goals right. in the
3: community.
0: So w- once you uh, raise the money by the end of the year, then will this be self-sustaining in terms of, of the operating
3: no, uh, we we are we're moving. You know, obviously, operating. Yeah. We have so many different things that operate. Part of it is the is the domestic violence program, and that will that is not self sustaining. Right. That has to be subsidized. Right. We need donations well, to a, that. You're United Way continue. agency. And, yeah, we're United know, Way variety. agency, and part these these. Uh, we we are encouraging people, and we will be continuing. We have a ten thousand ten million dollar goal ultimately to get pe- get people into a cycle of don't giving on an annual basis. And uh, once the building is finished, that money will will go to into an operating uh, pool, mm-hmm. and 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 will really help cushion us. Uh, in these mm-hmm. various years, we don't know what's going to happen this year. We don't know what hap- what's going to happen any given year, but the 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 uh, participation of the state and local government is always essential, and and that has varied de- dramatically from year to year,
1: and usually has been decreasing. And so, the board and Toby and the staff decided that the first part is. To get up this facility up and running because mm-hmm. it's just inadequate where what we're doing right now, and then the second half of the project has to be to make ourselves financially secure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without whatever whoever is governor of the moment, whoever is mm-hmm. in the federal government, whatever is happening, and where does battered women's issues fall on their agenda? Compared to anything else. And well, and we,
2: we've we've talked about this. I know Charlotte and I've talked about this that it's kind of ludicrous that we are trying. You try to get women to be self sufficient, and mm-hmm. yet the organization isn't self sufficient. Yeah. So it only makes sense that that we um,
3: work towards. Yeah, SNP. yeah, yeah right. that yeah. makes.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's that's brilliant. Now, what is going to happen to the Yellow House um, on on Fifth Street that everybody's familiar with?
6: The Yellow House um, is owned by the agency outright. And different um, possibilities exist, therefore. Um, It would be nice to uh, have another opportunity for developing affordable housing for middle-way clients. Um, because that's always a difficult thing to find in the community, especially for um, uh, one-bedroom apartments for Mm -hmm. women who don't have a lot of children because affordable one-bedroom units are very difficult to find in Bloomington. Mm -hmm. So it would be nice to be able to continue the mission in that direction.
2: Yeah, that house has been very well used (laughs) over the years for a a variety of purposes not just Middleway house. So so there is a possibility that at some point that would be raised and then a, a a different structure built in this place? Possibly. Okay.
0: Well, and you can turn it into another business
3: opportunity. Yeah, it so certainly could. Put more people to work. Mm-hmm. Could have yeah. a restaurant. I didn't mean to open
2: another can of worms. No, no, yeah, that's it's, okay. It's, it's we, such we, a landmark in uh, Bloomington. Uh-huh. Not that it's sacred, but uh, I know a lot of people are interested in in, yeah. in that too. So. Well,
0: I I want to give uh, our listeners a, a last chance. We have about eight minutes to go. If you have any questions or comments about this, eight five five zero eight one one or eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight, or you can go to the website wfiu.org slash in Mary Catherine and I love our listeners but we also love uh, talking about these issues uh, we've been sort of wrestling about who gets to ask the next question so <laughs> well you don't so know so anyway I'm, I'm, Cynthia yeah. tell us
2: about that green roof that's exactly oh,
0: yes. what I wanted to add oh,
6: I'd love to that's exa- yeah she, she beat to. me we're to we're like an old married couple I know well,
2: I, it,
0: it, well but I'm going to ask too okay. the, the whole uh, green aspects of this because it's such an environmentally mm-hmm. friendly project mm-hmm. and it's so exciting there may be somebody out there who mm-hmm. thinks well this is a really a good cause i 'd like to give, but you know I want to give all my money toward environmental um, projects
6: okay well we we always appreciate gifts of any kind, um, but we are starting to think about that that aspect of the project um, as we as we get into and, and beyond the the construction aspects. We have a lot of green gardening going on with this project we have a lot of different kinds of green roofs and green gardens we have The green roof that is our kitchen garden, which will um, grow salad greens and herbs and things like that for the kitchen. We have a green roof that is what's called an extensive green roof that is um, things like sedum and and plants that don't take a lot of care and water and tending. And we have um, two of those in Bloomington now that I've gone to visit, and they're amazing. Um, these both of those types of roofs are in very shallow planters about four inches deep, and they they actually go over your uh, rubber membrane roof so they're they're holding down the roof they're helping with energy conservation and insulation of your roof They, they do a lot of things for you as well as uh, help reduce the carbon footprint. Um, in in the air, so they're they're and they look great mm-hmm. they're just really wonderful. We also have a terrace area that's connected to the shelter so the residents have access to it and we're thinking about a container garden that could be edibles, it could be flowers or some combination. We have the courtyard area that would be planted we have the landscaping around the building and we're looking at. Edible landscaping, not necessarily just by humans, so it would attract butterflies, birds, all winged things as in new wings, um, and sustainable landscape. And we have a lot of folks interested in that part of the project. And so we're trying to get those folks um, organized in in a way that they can help us. We're planning a a green summit that we're calling the Greening of New Wings – So uh, the listeners should stay tuned for opportunities to get involved in that. We have installed solar panels, uh, which isn't green gardens, but it's part of the green aspect of the project, already on the roof. And they are already generating electricity um, that is being used during our temporary electricity right now. And we have other panels that you can actually see if you look up that are part of our solar thermal for our hot water, which actually will generate all the hot water needs, I'm told, for the entire project. So lots going on, something for everybody.
0: (laughs) Okay, we have a phone call. Let's go to Pat on the phone. Pat?
6: Good afternoon.
5: I was just home listening to Christmas music and trying to finish my Christmas card, and listening, took time out to listen to you. And, Charlotte, I've been uh, familiar with all the good things you've done for so many years, calling you from Terre Haute. Oh, good. And it's just uh, wonderfully inspirational uh, to see what you've been able to do and all the people that you have inspired. Thank you. And I just think it's so appropriate, um, the work that you're doing, being brought to light at this season, when we can reach out and help one another, and certainly hope that um, there'll be enough peace and goodwill in the world someday that this kind of work won't be needed.
3: Thank you, thank so you very I much. Thank
5: you so much. God bless you.
3: Thank you. You too. And, uh, thank you.
5: And you're, you're just truly an inspiration to us all.
3: Oh, thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank Pat. you. Thanks a lot for the call. That was very nice.
3: It's touching. Thank yeah. you.
0: All right. Well, we only have a few minutes to go. I do want to um, go back to the idea of, of uh, Middleway and what you were founded for because, you know, we we're talking about raising money and I don't want to lose sight of the fact this really is all for making sure that people can be independent from That's any right. kind of violence.
1: And, and really, season.
3: really put on new wings. and, and Where fought. did the name come from? it really came from uh, we had a bunch of women sitting around trying to to advise us on on how to raise money and how to how we should go forward and Mary Catherine i have to say is was one of them and who who told told us that we should think about this as a community project thank you we, and and that we should be talking about we we were sort of saying you know rising up and as we talked, we had we had birds flying around in our heads, and and the new wings really came out mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, in the last minute or so – Never
3: underestimate a group of women sitting together uh, I
0: know. to figure, I'm, I'm to figure privileged. something out. We'll get it done. I feel very happy to be here yeah. with the four yeah. of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in the last minute we have, we'd, I would like for us to give those phone numbers again just because we have yes. people – this is a very wide-ranging conversation really, but at the mm-hmm. heart of it, we want to make sure people stay safe, and this is a it could be a difficult time. The, the That's right. It's not world.
2: a peaceful time for everybody right That's
1: now. Right. Absolutely. It's sometimes yes. the hardest time. Well, and one of the most moving times in battered women's shelters is women having their first peaceful holiday. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's just incredible. The crisis line is 336-0846. That is mm-hmm. 336-0846. The administrative line is 333-7404.
0: All right. And we are out of time. So, I want to thank uh, Cindy Houston, the board president of Middleway. Thanks thank for you. being here. Cynthia Brubaker, the project development coordinator for New Wings. And Charlotte Zitlow, the economic development coordinator for Middleway. Thanks for to everybody. For uh, Mary Catherine and for Ariana Prothero, our producer. For engineer Mike Pashkash, I'm Bob Salzberg. Thanks for listening.
4: Thank you. Noon Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times. A podcast of this and other WFIU programs is available at WFIU.org.